guys, welcome to take two of Movie Podders this week, uh, with myself Brian and my, my good friend Ryan. How are you today, Ryan? Aye, okay, I'm very sorry, I had some problems which we were about like 15, 10, 15 minutes maybe into the recording and my computer just died, so we have done this already, so apologies for Brian, sorry. Apologies for Brian, that means that, that sounds like you're saying sorry to them because of me. What? (laughs) (laughs) You just went apologies for Brian. So it sounds like you're apologising to those listening for my actions. No, alright, okay, sorry, yeah, see how that can be perceived that way. No, I am apologising to Brian. That's better. From Ryan. Oh, I accept your apology and there's there's really no need for it, Ryan. These things happen. Aye, sorry about it. That's alright. Yeah, so... As usual, we'll talk some trailers, some movie news, a wee bit of the old Marvel rundown, and I think we'll maybe get one Twitter question today. Um, but do you want to quickly go over... We only really went over the first trailer, so we'll run over that quickly. Yes. And then we'll we'll go on to the next two. Yeah, okay. So, um, first trailer we spoke about there was for Solo, A Star Wars Story. Um, I'll just quickly read out the synopsis again. Um and who's involved. So, it's directed by Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and Ron Howard, kind of. Um, it's an all-new adventure with the most um, beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot, Chewbacca, and encounters the notorious gambler, Lando Calrissian, in a journey that was set course for one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes, starring Alden Ehrenreich, Woody Harrelson, and um, um, Amelia Clark, sorry, and uh, Donald Glover. Okay, and what was your thoughts on this again, Brian? Um, yeah, just quickly, seeing how I was just pleasantly surprised with the, especially the look, the look of the film, I thought it looked uh, really, really good. Um, not entirely convinced, or that I'm going to be convinced by. Um, the performance of Han Solo, but I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt just now. Um, I don't like the fact that it seems like there's going to be a love interest there, obviously played by Emily Clark. Not that I have a problem with Emily Clark. I, I like Emily Clark, but I just don't really want that as an aspect of the movie. But yeah, pleasantly surprised and, and, and pretty curious now to, to see this film. It wasn't... I, I mean, I would have always went to have seen this. However, it I'm, I don't know, not quite excited yet, but it's, I guess moving towards that sort of feeling. Yeah. Yourself? It, I, I was pretty much saying the same as well. Um, I think, like, uh, I would describe it as I'm now intrigued. Uh, t- yeah, that's good. Um, whereas before I had, like, zero interest in it, but um, I like the trailer, I like the look of it. Um and I liked like some of the, the story points that you could get from it. So, yeah, I was generally just saying I felt the same way. I, I like the look of it, and it's definitely something that I'll I'll pay more attention to whenever we get like a another trailer for it. Cool. Um, so at this point, we'd moved on to the next trailer, which is for Deadpool Two, and I was about halfway through reading what is probably the best synopsis of the year. <laughs> um, so I'll go through that again. Um, so, Deadpool 2 is directed by uh, David Leitch. Um, synopsis for this one. Um, after surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, 
a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, struggles to fulfil his dream of becoming Maybury's hottest bartender, while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his spice for life, as well as a flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship and flavour. Finding a new taste for adventure and earning the coveted coffee mug titled World's Best Lover. So that's the official synopsis from Fox for the movie. So, um, yeah, it doesn't tell you much about the actual story, but it's an interesting one to, <laughs> to take on. So what was your thoughts on the trailer for Deadpool 2, Brian? Um, I really, I, I loved this trailer actually. Um, I didn't, I wasn't sure that they were going to be able to make me as excited for Deadpool 2 as they did the first one just because of how original the the campaign had been for the first time around. But just like the whole like the green screen arm and stuff that wasn't done. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if that'll be in the movie. I'm not convinced it will be. Um, but then the whole scene, the, the, the wee Toy Story bit, had a wee laugh at when he when he shouted, "Reach for the sky!" Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> just, and he obviously had like um, Woody's jacket on and stuff. Right. But just like, and then all like, even just the amount of Easter eggs you got in this, like, because um, there was the Thanos one, wasn't there? Like, I'll do it myself. And uh, I think the I've got stones that will help you. Was it that's that what he says? It's <laughs> <laughs> like shoves his stones in his face, sort of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. And then again, like I still don't know what the f- what it's about. Um, it looks like they might the there might be the beginnings of X Force in this, which is quite interesting. But in general, really excited. I thought the the little bit of action we got to see with Cable was really good. Um, and yeah, generally, generally really excited for this one. So I don't think I'm quite as excited as what I was for the first movie. I don't, I don't think they've cranked the the kind of marketing quite up as high as what they did for the first one. Um, but I definitely loved this trailer, like the the whole bit with the the green screen arm and like just what we try to do. It's not like we're trying to put a moustache on him or change yeah, well, moustache. Not, yeah, cover up a moustache. Hi. Yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, there's like just like the humour looks like it's going to be spot on. I've not watched that a second time, so I've no, I don't think I've got a chance to really see the some of the other bits you're talking about there or pay attention to them um, really. But um, I'm still not sure if I'm sold on him being cable. But otherwise, I love the look of the the movie and everything, and think it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah, I like yeah. how Ryan Reynolds he does that. He does. That character really well. Yeah, he's definitely got it down to, like, it's his role. It's one of these ones, it's like a Wolverine or whatever. It's going to be difficult to see anybody else ever play Deadpool if they were ever to try and do this yeah. again. So. It's just the, even just the way he gets angry at the fact that his arms, like, still, like, green <laughs> and not, like, special effects have been put over and the way he does go, like, it's not like we're trying to cover up an Evan moustache. Like, do you know what I mean? It's Aye. just like, it's so good. Um, aye, cool. So, next trailer we have is for Venom. Uh, this one's more of a teaser trailer. Um, but it's directed by Ruben Fleischer. Fleischer. Um, 
The synopsis is Venom is an upcoming American superhero uh, film based on the Marvel Comics character of the same name. So, not much in the way of story there. Um, starring Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams and Riz Ahmed. Uh, what did you think of this trailer? I liked it. Um, it's hard to get really excited about it because, it, like you just said, it is a teaser trailer. So we, we don't really know what it is, but I think when you... I, I, I like the kind of tone it was giving me. Um, a, a sort of a more sort of serious tone, at least that's how I felt about the trailer. Um, the only thing that... I mean, and I'm sat on the fence with this, we didn't see Venom. We don't know what Venom looks like yet in in this world. Now, part of me is like, either way, I think it's quite a clever thing to do because how often do the superhero movies release what their their characters look like and then the fans go mental about it because they don't like it, and it kind of already puts a negative spin on on a film just because of the way a certain character looks. So, I'm kind of hoping that they've not finished it yet what Venom looks like and so they're just not showing us it like they're still working on and perfecting the look of Venom um, but yeah I mean it's quite difficult because you don't really know what's happening it, it, Tom Hardy looks good in it you don't really get any action scenes there's some cars crashing and stuff um, it looks like Riz Ahmed is going to be the antagonist in this one doesn't it yeah um, but yeah like no more. I am more interested in it, like because now that you see, I think you've just seen Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, and Riz Ahmed. You're like, well, these are all good actors, so you kind of put your faith in it a little bit. But I, I'm just going to wait until we get a proper trailer. I think before I, I'll really know how I feel about it. Uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't overly impressed at all. Um. And I'm, this is a, a, like the, quite highly anticipated for me because I always really? loved, yeah, like I loved Venom, like I always loved Venom stuff when it came to like Spider-Man and anytime Venom was involved in it and like I, I loved it. So um, I'm really looking forward to this movie, but it bothered me that we didn't get like any kind of image of like Venom uh, at all. Just to give you a taste and a flavour of what's to come, like his, like the, even like a, a like a camera shot over his shoulder or something like that, just like aye, anything, just to let us see some kind of sense. Uh, we got some black veins in Tom Hardy's neck though, so oh well, aye, there you go. <laughs> um, no, but just because like normally, normally I'm the type of person I love when movies don't show you anything in the trailers, but this is like your title character is Venom and we've still not seen him and I know it's only a teaser but we need to see something to tease us with it really yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying, it's getting that like what the show is about, right for example this movie's been out for a while so that's fine, like Avengers show us the Hulk and Iron Man but don't show us the Hulk saving Iron Man falling out of the sky aye like, yeah, so like we, we want to see Venom we don't want to see everything he does though we just want to see yeah what it looks like. If it, like if the next when the actual trailer comes out and we get just a single shot of Venom and we can see what he's like, then that's fine. That's all I need, and I'll be happy with it because then you know what you're getting, what's going to come. But um, yeah, I, I, and I'm hoping it 
like Carnage isn't going to be the vi- the villain in this one. I'm hoping there's going to be something else going on because I feel like Carnage is your your big one that you keep for if you want yeah. to, if you want to do something else with Venom in the future. Like if you go if you just hit out with Carnage straight away, then you've not really got much more to go with. I don't think like or nothing. It's going especially because to... Venom is historically a, a villain. Aye. Now there's a lot of new stuff where you read Venom. Where the Flash, the Flash Thompson version, where he's like a, he's one of the good guys, Agent Venom. Mm-hmm. But the way most people know him is, is he's a bad guy, he's, he's a villain. So if you just come out with Carnage, then you're right. I agree with you. Like, where do you go from that? Do you just then turn him into Agent Venom? Right. Which I think is going to be the route. Eventually, they're going to go down. Or maybe they could go flip it the other way. Maybe he could start off as like Agent Venom, and then progressively turn into a bad bad guy, a villain. Yeah. Um, also, the fact Michelle Williams in this bothers me. I don't like her. So, get oh, her really? Nah, nah. A no, face, a face bothers me. Like, I know that sounds like a pure stupid thing to say, but it was the same with The Greatest Showman. <laughs> I, I annoyed me when she was on screen and that one shot of her in this annoyed me. Her face doesn't look right, so... No. <laughs> what a... Horrible thing to say about <laughs> I know. Your face doesn't look right. Uh, it doesn't. I'm not a big Michelle Williams fan. I think she's excellent. So yeah. I think you're in the uh, minority with that one, Ryan. That's fine. I'll take that. Yeah, Joby. The other trailers that came out, um, again, teasers and full, full trailers, but um, we got another look at Avengers Infinity War. Um, there was a Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, Mission Impossible 6 Skyscraper Titan and Life of the Party how many of these did you see? all of them all of them yeah all of them I didn't see Skyscraper Titan or Life of the Party so tell me a wee bit about them Brian well Skyscraper looks awful good it's The Rock uh, I only watched it once it's something to do with like the Rock The Rock. I don't know if he was in the military or something but he's lost his He's lost either both his legs or one of his legs. He's got prosthetic, and uh, basically, there's like a he's like a security guy, and they built this big skyscraper, and there's a big security risk to explosions, and he has to like save the skyscraper from I don't know falling down or people being killed by bad guys in there. It didn't look good, so I'd have to watch it again. Um, Titan. Well, Titan was a bit frustrated because it started off. I'm thinking, oh, this looks quite interesting. It did look like sort of TV show budget with Sam Worthington's in it, and it's basically like I think it's uh, kind of set in the future. Earth is becoming less and less sort of habitable, and so they're looking to move somewhere that can where humans can live. And so they start doing experiment humans to make them sort of. Faster, stronger, kind of. I think they use the word super. And but then it turns like the people. I think people kind of start dying because of that. But then like Sam Worthington turns into a titan. He like becomes like an alien. That's when it started getting a bit. I don't know. I do like it from then on. But I like the, the the sort of first half of the trailer. Life of the Party is Melissa uh, McCarthy. McCarthy is it? Yeah. I think she's divorced from her husband, life's gone a bit rubbish, and she decides to enrol in college, where her daughter is already enrolled. Sounds awful. 
Uh, and she'd be obviously she's the life of the party. Mm. But the best one out of those trailers, and maybe the best trailer in the last wee while, I don't know why I never put it to talk about. Uh, Mission Impossible Six trailer I thought looked really good. Certainly the best out of the ones that were sh- shown during the Super Bowl. In my opinion. Um. Yeah, probably. I'm trying to think of what other ones there's I saw, big, but there's I, a big uh, bit when there's a bit when Cavill like just like sort of like does something like rolls down his sleeves or something like that, and then just like sm- like see the punches he's thrown. They just look like he could punch you through a wall. So obviously he's still got his sort of Superman frame, doesn't he? Like, aye. So he's just huge, and um, that there's a fight scene, some sort of fight scene in a bathroom, which looks it looks great. Yeah, I think the action's going to be really good in, in this film. Yeah, aye, it, it does look pretty good. Um, I'm quite looking forward to seeing old Henry do something apart from Superman, so... Yeah. Uh, um, do you... How do you feel about the Jurassic World trailer? This one has put me back a step. Um, yeah. I quite... I, d- I didn't mind the teaser, I think it was, before this, yeah. was it? Um I, I was on board for that, but this one, I, I can't remember what it was. I think it's how CGI everything looks. There doesn't look like there's much practical stuff going on that um, doesn't rub well with me. So, <laughs> uh, nah, um, I probably went back a, a notch with this one. Yeah, I'm just losing more interest by the minute. It looks, it reminds me of the Lost World. It's the exact same. Yeah. Like it's the same sort of premise, isn't it? Is it? I've not. I, I don't. I don't well, like that's ju- that's that's what I'm just getting from the trailers. Like the oh, go to the island. They're not in cages anymore. Oh, but here, look, we're going to have them in, in like your general society. Aye. They get break free and start roaming about the neighbourhood. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm wrong, but I don't like. I don't like the look of it. And in Avengers Infinity War, I don't think you watched that of him, right? But no, I did. Like, I did have a you watch. It's thirty seconds long. It's all new footage, but it's not. If that makes sense, like I feel it's just like a diff- different parts of the scenes we've already seen. You, it doesn't really give anything away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially just showing you. Look at all the characters that are in this. Still no Hawkeye. Still no Ant Man. Still no Wasp. So I loved. I think it might be like one of the last images of it, but see how, like, I, I wasn't sure when when the first trailer or when the, the trailer came out about the look of Thanos, but see like how good oh, he looks. Uh, like it's one of the last images. Um, like the sort of scars down his face and stuff like that. It just looks. It like, actually looks real, and I just I don't know if they've cleaned it up or if they've still been obviously working on like the the visual stuff like since the last trailer, but it just looks. Like, he looks so good, so, yeah, cannot wait for that. Yeah, buzzing. Anyway, we'll move on to some, some movie news and have a wee chat. So, obviously when the Super Bowl had all those trailers, after the Super Bowl, Netflix released Cloverfield, which is actually called Paradox in it now, yeah. and not The God Particle. And we were talking about the other week before how it had been pushed back, but they've obviously been... Um, I don't know, hiding their cards or whatever. And they just announced that they were releasing it after Super Bowl. I haven't had the chance to watch it yet. And on the top of that, we're expected to get Cloverfield 4 before Christmas. 
What did you think of this move by by well the people who made Cloverfield? Uh, yeah, I thought it was like a a genius move. Um, I've not heard good things about the movie, but I think <laughs> it's been a like it just got so much buzz because of the first kind of film to do anything like that. Really, just drop it. And I think I said on like the last podcast, like a. I like Cloverfield for this type of stuff because they've always been good with like the marketing and yeah. doing these type of things like just dropping like I, I said like I'd rather just drop it like out of nowhere I think and that's what we got so yeah um, I thought it was a, a really good move but I don't know how much that's paid off for them yeah I, I was the same it was kind of like was it, who was it with Beyonce that did that with an album didn't she she just like yeah released an album and everyone was going nuts for it but because when I was I was we say don't love American football, so I was watching the Super Bowl and keeping an eye on Twitter because obviously we don't we don't live in America, so we don't get the the ads and just keeping an eye on Twitter all night for what trailers have been dropped so that I, I know what to go check out. And then all of a sudden, my Twitter was just like full of people talking about the the fact that Cloverfield was going to be released straight after the Super Bowl. And it probably, because of that, it's probably got loads of what people watching it. Not necessarily straight after the Super Bowl, but like that week, because it was so unexpected. It's so we never get a trailer for it, so you're you're going in totally blind as to what this film could be. Um, and it, I guess it's just that I like the fact that the 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 belief that they have in their brand, like. Cloverfield, the first and the second, if it had enough of a, a positive response that they felt, we don't need a trailer for people to watch this. Like, people will people will sit down and watch it anyway. And even though the, the reviews since have, haven't been... They've not been terrible, but they've just not been... My, my general feeling from the, the reviews is kind of like, meh. It's alright. Um... I'll still watch it at some point. Yeah. Uh, and then the fact that we're going to, the potential to get the fourth one before Christmas, like, I don't know any franchise that's maybe brought out two movies in the same year. Eh, uh, no, I, I can't think of anything either. But yeah, in, in general, I thought it was a, I thought, like you, I thought it was a genius move, and like, I wonder if other things will follow suit, but you can only really do that with Netflix and Amazon. Yeah. Because if Avengers told like the cinemas that they were going to release in this state, that you can guarantee they're obviously all going to be advertising the fact that a giant movie's coming out. Um, cool. Um, next bit of news is Game of Thrones uh, writers and producers David uh, Benoff and D.B. Weiss uh, to work on new Star Wars movies. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, we're well, very happy with this. Um, I think the two of them are really good at like world building, and I think that's what we're going to need, like kind of going forward with the, the Star Wars movies. So, um, I love Game of Thrones. I love um, that these two are involved, and they've been quite. The, the thing that I've been impressed with is that Game of Thrones is like one of like probably the most successful shows for HBO, and they. The, I think they've been talking about how people at HBO have been wanting them to try and do more Game of Thrones, but they've said, like, no, we've got 
I finish uh, starting an end to this and we're needing the end and we're not going to do any more and they're not going to go down like the line that a lot of other kind of TV shows have done and just drag it out yeah. for the sake of trying to get like more money so I like that so I like that they're very kind of strong strongly strong opinions and what they want to do so um, if they're going to be involved with Star Wars then yeah definitely I'm I'm happy with that and I'm assuming will they Oh, yeah, sorry, writers and producers. So, yeah, working along with if Ryan Johnson's going to be directing, then um, I'm very interested in this. Yeah. Um, I must say, I mean, I've only seen the first whole season of Game of Thrones, but it's excellent, especially in terms of, like, like character like development and stuff. And, and just, like, also as well, one of the things we get with Star Wars, we tend to have different, sometimes three or four different stories intertwined in a single movie. And so, obviously, with Game of Thrones, that's something they deal with on a, a like probably not weekly the way they make the Game of Thrones, but each episode of Game of Thrones is is very much two or three different stories, sort of running separately, but somehow still part of a bigger a bigger story. Um, so that's quite good. I never realised I, I didn't know that about what you said there about the fact that they they sort of had a, a beginning and end sort of planned out and they're sticking to it. I quite like that because I think obviously it's a kind of sign of integrity, and but also like a sign of people who want to make good stories more so than um, just make loads of money, which I'm sure they enjoy doing. Um, my interest is: would it be uh, a Knights of the Old Republic, or are they going to continue on the the sort of saga side of things? Yeah, because I think for me, oh sorry, on you go. No, no, on you go. I was just gonna say because for me it works both ways, because I feel like the Knights of the Old Republic probably maybe needs a, a different kind of tone from the saga stuff, from from my limited knowledge of it. But also, I like the fact that if it is a, if it is continued on, it 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 will be, it it will bring in this like a, a completely new feeling and. A, and take us down a completely different path, which I I I kind of want. I I want to get away from the Skywalkers and and all the rest of it. Not that I, I dislike them, but just I think it's things need to move on. I think. Uh, yeah, I I would like them to do the Knights of the Old Republic stuff, but I don't think it's going to be. I think they're going to carry on with the the saga stuff because I don't think they can, unless it's something that they'll even come back to. Because I think. Like after this trilogy, it needs a rest. Like with the the whole kind of Skywalker stuff and all that. So it depends really, obviously, where the third film goes. But I don't think I, I would love them to do the um, Knights of the Republic, but I don't think they're gonna. And I think it's gonna stick with the saga stuff. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Um, cool. So Joaquin Phoenix is currently in talks to play. Joker and a standalone Joker movie. How do you feel about your Joaquin? Hey, I'm not sure about this one. Um, I'm obviously I like Joaquin Phoenix. I'd be very interested in seeing him do the Joker, but I just don't know again what the point of this is exactly. We've got a Joker, yeah. so it'd be interesting to see I suppose but I just don't it's, it's a really weird move I don't get it I was t- 
telling Sarah about this, and she was just like, "What? Like why?" And I, I was, but was it not like a third one they were talking about being? Hidden? No, it's just because the ones as well. So it is. So I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm really not sure how I feel about it. But if you're asking me how I feel about him playing the Joker, then I think I'd love to see him play the Joker. Yeah. Um. I'm kind of you. I think this is a classic of example of like DC's head is up their arse. Like, <laughs> it, it really is. Like, what are they playing at? Like, it's just like somebody like the every they've said like everybody write down an idea, put it in a hat, and whatever we put the hat is what we'll make. It, it and it's like what you say. We we don't we we don't enjoy comparing DC to Marvel. However. Like look at like just look at what Marvel did the other day with it. Like they had that ten year photo of consistency and, and knowing where they were going and like the like what a what a great thing to see, like how, how well a, a company's moved on and and DC's just like how do you separate the movies if you're building a cinematic universe? Now fair enough if if these movies didn't like link if if Batman wasn't in the same world as Superman if it was like how it used to be we did a Batman movie he was in his world did a Superman movie he was in his own world you could maybe get away with a move like this but they've already set up a world where we've got a Joker already so I just think it's that side of things silly now going back to what you were saying like yeah Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker sounds amazing. I think the I think he would be excellent at him. Um, personally, I would just get rid of Jared Leto and put him in instead. <laughs> right. Like we've done it with movies before, not so much with his bigger character as the Joker, but I would just personally like to see that get done. Make make the Batman movie, and then have him in as the Joker. Because I don't know how much I want to see. A movie about the Joker, either. Yeah, it's it's like it's one of the things though. Like a lot of comic book movies do wrong, and I think Marvel are kind of getting away from it. But it's like origin origin stories. We don't always want to see them. It's not necessary to see how these people became the people they are and all the rest of it. So, yeah, um, it's a common I mean, problem, especially with the Joker. Like. I think the last real origin story we got was Doctor Strange from Marvel, wasn't it? Yeah, aye. I, th- I think I feel like that was needed because who is Doctor Strange? Not many people know who he is. Um, I think even Black Panther's going to be an origin story, but in a kind of unique way in terms of we were introduced to Black Panther in Civil War, and at that point he wasn't Black Panther until his dad dies in that movie and he becomes it. So he's still learning, obviously. But the Joker, I just think, we know the Joker. We've, we've seen lots of um, sort of clips throughout the movies as to how he became how he is. And also, are we really interested in the Joker without Batman? Yeah. Because one of the th- one of the great things about the Joker character is his, his obsession with Batman. He's not really obsessed about anyone else. Like he, his biggest obsession is Batman, and so I don't really know how that's going to work. Do you know as well? What I was thinking about it is that 
um, and I, I might be wrong with this, but I think Nolan done it perfect in that you didn't know about him. I like the, jo- the Joker's like crazy, like he's mental, and he he was trying to give you like all his own origin stories, and every time he's telling everybody how he got his scars, he was coming up with a different changed. story. So it's like you didn't know, like nobody knew what was what actually happened to him, and it just emphasised how much a nut job he was. So I, I preferred that, like side of things where it's hinted at but nobody actually knows what happened to him or why he's the way he is. Yeah, and or, or who he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know his name, do you know what I mean? And that's what's so, like, it's just this, like you say, a madman. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree with you there. Like, so good, the Nolan, Nolan's Joker. Right. Oh, Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, cool. And final story, just before the rundown, quickly go through this, is that uh, Jordan Peele is considering doing a Get Out sequel. Do you think that could work? Eh, I'm not sure. I think this is one of these movies that works perfectly fine as a standalone and doesn't need a sequel. Um, I'd probably give it a go and I'd be interested to see, but I'm not sure where exactly they'd go with it, but um, I would rather they just left it as its own movie. Yeah. And I would, I would, I tend to agree with you there. The only thing that makes me be okay with it is, and I don't know where I'm getting this from. This is total, just like from watching Jordan Peele and in, in interviews and all the rest of it. I feel he wouldn't do it unless he had a story to tell. Yeah, yeah, I probably agree from again, I don't think, stuff. I don't feel that he would just do it because, like, well, everyone loved the first one, so I can make a second one, and everyone will love that. I feel like. He would only do it if he had like a, a concrete story that he wanted to tell, and felt people would want to want to like hear or, or see whatever. So that that's the only way if it does get made. I would be like, I would be on board because I'd be like, oh yeah, he's, he knows what he's doing. Um, I'd like to see him do his more of like his own just like like stuff. And I know that would be his own stuff, but do you know what I mean? Like new original things that he because I think he's I'm pretty sure I heard him say once like. Not like he was just talking to me in an interview. <laughs> that he had um, a bunch of ideas for sort of like social horrors, like not just the, like race things, a bunch of different stuff that he wanted to tackle. So I'd, I'd be more interested in that. Um, but obviously, like, we are. Obviously, what happened to the main character in Get Out, that was a whole community of people that were in on that. So there would still be scope for it to happen. To someone else, yeah. But would you want to see the same? Movie? Yeah, nah, I know. But that's only that's the only way I could think of how they would do it again. I don't know how. Maybe they, the thing is, you could do get out. You could call it get out, and it could be a completely different. It could tackle a different subject, and c- could be like it wouldn't necessarily have to be down the whole hyp- hypnosis route and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. See what happens there. Okay, I'll quickly go through the old rundown. It's quite big, so bit with me just now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Adam Shankman is on to direct uh, "What Men Want," which is a I'm not sure if it's a remake or sequel of "What Women Want." Uh, Willem Dafoe, Bruce Willis, uh, is it Gugu? Mbatha Raw. I've been waiting for you to read that. Same Mbatha. That's right, and Baffer Raw and Alec Baldwin all join Edward Norton in Motherless Brooklyn. 
Uh, James Mangold to make uh, Ford versus Ferrari racing drama. Uh, DC's Shazam gets official synopsis, um, which is, we all have a superhero inside us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. And Billy Batson's uh, case by shouting at the word Shazam. The streetwise 14-year-old foster kid can turn into an adult superhero Shazam. Courtesy of it, an ancient wizard, still a kid at heart. Inside a ripped godlike body, Shazam reveals in this this adult version of himself by doing what any teen would do with superpowers. Have fun with them. Can he fly? Does he have X-ray vision? Can he shoot lightning out of his hands? Can he skip his social studies test? Shazam sets the test, sets out to test the limits of his abilities with the joyful reckless, recklessness of a child. But he'll need to master these powers quickly in order to fight the deadly forces of evil controlled by Dr. Thaddeus Savannah. There you go. Uh, Willem Dafoe is to receive a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Berlin Film Festival. Matt Smith will be playing Charles Manson and Charlie Says. Scott Rosenberg and Jeff uh, Pickner are in the process of writing the Jumanji uh, sequel script. Uh, Stephen Merchant and uh, Sonovi McCody Lund uh, are on for The Girl in the Spider Web. Mila Jovanich. Uh, will be the lead in sci-fi thriller Hummingbird, which I'm pretty sure has already had two other people linked to it. Oliver Munn and name escapes me someone else, so it's a bit concerning that they keep changing the lead actress. Uh, Michael Sheen and Antonio Banderas join the cast of The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle. Uh, Julianne Moore in after, is starring in After the Wedding Remake. Steven uh, Soderbergh will direct sports drama High Flying Bird. David Leach wants Fast and Furious spin-off with the hope of casting Dwayne, The Rock Johnson and Jason Statham. Uh, we've got a couple of posters that have been released this week. A Pacific Rim exclusive IMAX poster and a Tilly poster. Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson attached to comedy action Red Notice. Uh, Mike, oh, sorry, James Bobbin directing Action Man movie. Uh, Michael Bay has been approached to direct Global Movie and Timothy Chalamet to play Henry V in Netflix drama The King. And finally, released this week, Fifty Shades of Freed, Loveless, Status Update, Tantan Last Explorer and The Secret of the Midas, 1517 to Paris, Mercy. And then finally, on Tuesday, we have the release of Black Panther. I'm going to take a wee break now, Ryan, and you can tell us <laughs> your thoughts on any of this stuff. Well, I did, I did previously read this, and genuinely there wasn't much that really interested me. Um, good, obviously, to get a synopsis for Shazam, but I'm still, like, as with anything to do with DC, I don't really have much of an interest in it at the moment. Um, so, no, generally, otherwise speaking, there wasn't much really... Quite like the sound of Matt Smith playing Charles Manson, um, but that, is that how many Manson movies is that we've got? There's two at least. Aye, so oh, it's things like that always happen, though, don't they? Like, somebody has an idea for a movie, and at the same time, like someone else across the the streets had a similar idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but nah, as I say, there really wasn't much else there that jumped out at me. Or I thought I'm really looking forward to that bit of news or seeing what, where that goes yeah, yeah for, for there being a lot of news this week it's not, 
I'm the same. It's nothing I'm like really excited about. Um, the motherless Brooklyn thing. Just a, I was trying to read a wee bit about what I, what it is. It sounds reasonably interesting. I think the main character's got the Tourette's. It's a detective type thing. Um, but Bruce Willis is in it, and I've expressed my concerns about Bruce Willis before in terms of just showing up for like just phoning it in as they say but then hopefully this will be something that actually wants to dig his teeth into especially because I watched um, Pulp Fiction the other week again and I just like Bruce Willis is excellent in Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. and it's just like it's such a shame that he doesn't care anymore yeah yeah, it's, uh, he was always one of my favourite actors, but not no more. Yeah. Um, I I don't really know much about it, but I quite like the fact that Willem Dafoe's getting an award. Yeah. Like, um, I like Willem Dafoe, so anytime somebody I like gets something, I, um, that's always pretty cool. Um, same with you with Shazam. Like, going by the synopsis there, it, like, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but it gives me, like, again, apologies for comparing Marvel to DC, but, like, Almost like a Spider-Man Homecoming yeah. vibe about it, and I, I hope that's what we get. I hope it's like that, like especially when it talks about like can he like um, what was it said? Can he skip his like social studies test and stuff? So I hope we get that sort of like struggle between being a fourteen-year-old kid and being a superhero. Uh, and I hope they, they use the word joyful a lot in that, don't they? I feel like I read joyful tons or joy and just like fun and and stuff, and so. I hope they sort of give us that tone as well. Because it feels like there's a lot of room for that, like with the type of character and like for for maybe a, a bit more comedy than we're used to in DC films and just a bit more, a little bit brighter <laughs> than, than some of the DC films are. Yeah. Um, I'm not sold on this guy, the Levi guy being Yeah, the guy that's from Chuck. Yeah, because he's supposed to have a godlike body. Hmm, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not sold out. See when they announced it. Like, have you ever seen Chuck? Uh, no, I know of it, but I've never, never really watched it. It's all right. Like, and, and I don't have a problem with the guy in general. But you're right. I just can't see him as a, especially because Shazam is like Superman in terms of his stature. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not just like a, a any run of the mill superhero. He's he's like him. And especially, like, his opposite is Black Adam, who's been played by The Rock. Now, there's a godlike body. Exactly. And if you look at the comics, now, I've not read too much Shazam again. It's more like stuff like he's in Kingdom Come, he's in some other, like, it's been in sort of event-type comic books where I've read Shazam. But the one who said, like, Black Adam kind of, like, it's just like the opposite in terms of, like, he wears a black suit. It's not as, not as good a hairline. <laughs> it's, it's Shazam <laughs> but do you know what I mean like physically like other than facial features physically they look the same and so you've got the rock and then this guy who kind of like gives you the vibe of uh, Jim from The Office aye yeah he does although he's built up though you've seen him now yeah aye so it's possible like uh, John Krasinski is he's, he's ripped nowadays so can happen Looking mighty fine. Yeah, I'd quite like to see his new TV show. The Jack Ryan one, you seen trailers for it? I've not seen it, so I'm for it, no. It looks alright. Um, 
And then obviously Black Panther's out on Tuesday. Tickets booked already. I did book a ticket for myself and Amelia. However, it's pancake day, so she's patching me to go to her <laughs> mum and dad's to eat pancakes. I'm not supposed to be seeing it until Thursday, but I might not even see it on Thursday now because um, I have been called to the High Court for work. And that means I might need to go like continuous days, and all my shifts at work have been changed and everything. So, what are you going to the high court for? Can you not disclose? No, nah. um, but it's a, a serious case. So, um, I um, I, I don't know when I'm going to get to see it now. <laughs> you should just kind of go. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> uh, Black Panthers. Can we have a wee recess? And come back in a, a few hours. Hi. <laughs> Because I think he would be like, oh no, fair play, mate. Aye. Let's all go. We'll end up doing it to the local picture <laughs> picture house and we'll, we'll all watch that and come back. Aye, maybe they'll start looking for like the meerkat codes and trying to get each other in. <laughs> on a Thursday, that will not work. Is it no, is it on the, is, I thought it was every day you could do it. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays. Ah, well. Cool. Oh, that's a shame. I'll probably have seen it twice before you've seen it. Alright. In your face. Uh, cool. Uh, so we'll move on to uh, talking about Black Panther and how it's a Marvel movie, we'll smoothly run on to our Marvel countdown. Yeah, I'll just do a quick rundown of what we've already... For those who don't know, if it's not listening every week, uh, we have done our our Marvel list of the worst to the best uh, to run up until the release of Avengers Infinity War, where we release, we tell you an, an, a movie each week. So we had, at number 17, we had Iron Man 2, Number 16, we had Incredible Hulk. Number 15, we had Thor The Dark World. Number 14, we had Iron Man 3. And number 13, we had Ant-Man, which was last week. And this week, at number 12, is Thor. And I believe this is where you would start watching them. Start, you would happily put on the DVD at this point. Is that correct, Ryan? Correct, yes. Um, I love the, the first Thor movie. Um... Because it had been nicely teased. It was one of these ones that had a nice tease from what was... Yeah, Iron Man. Was it Iron Man 2? Aye, with a hammer. So I remember like I was quite excited for seeing it all. Um, and yeah, I, I remember loving this movie. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's one of the ones... It's, there's a couple of Marvel films, and this is one of them. The other ones, Captain America First Avengers, is, is when, I, when I first watched it, I was like, it's oh, it's all right, but it's one of the ones that every time I watch it again, I enjoy it more and more and more each time. Um, I I think it's excellent. Like the I like the fish out of water stuff. I think Loki's excellent in this as well. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, mm-hmm. the whole like, especially they say there's a scene in it where he's like, we him and he's him and Odin and. Like the bit where Odin, Odin, like I don't know if he has a heart attack or something like that, but he sort of becomes not well and collapses, and like Loki's just like floods of tears screaming at him. Um, I always really enjoyed that scene. Um, but you're right, and we don't get too much action in it actually, but it's quite just seen good scene for character in in that sort of fish out of water, and without his powers, it's quite a common theme for Thor, isn't it, to lose his powers? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think it's excellent, and and you're right. Like, I mean, I I would do it with Ant Man as well, but it it really is something that I could easily just sit down and watch whenever. Yeah. So, sorry. On you go. Sorry. <laughs> no, on you go. 
I don't know what I was going to say, so if you're alright. No, I was just going to say, like, I, I liked everybody associated with it, so um, Kenneth Branagh directed it, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was the first kind of introduction to Chris Hemsworth in, in like, a, a role like this, and the, getting the, the humour, like, it was obviously starting to get, like, Thor's humour, like, um, coming through. <laughs> the when he drinks the coffee and he's like, he smashes <laughs> right. another! Another! <laughs> I mean, because into like the pet shop and it asks for a horse or something, or aye, aye. Uh, all that stuff. Like when he's in, as you say, like the fish out of water stuff is is brilliant. Um, but then I like the kind of off-world stuff when he's on. I can't remember the name of it, but where he's with the what they called the ice aye. giants. Is that what they called? Frost, frost giants. Frost giants. Aye. That's it. Frost giants. Yeah. Uh, when he's on their world, I liked all that stuff as well. Um, yeah, yeah. And he does like. He's not really a likable person to start off with because he's arrogant. Like, and... like like a lot of the characters in the Marvel films. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but the the only thing I probably don't like about it is his eyebrows. He's got like dyed eyes, <laughs> like blonde eyebrows, and they're yeah. quite off putting. Remember how we used to always comment about. Remember when we first started the podcast, it was kind of a running theme about how you would always pick on people's appearances. Aye. I think you've started just that. You don't like Michelle Williams' face. Yep. And, and uh, Chris Hemsworth's eyebrows. In that film. He's, he's got it. He's on point now. <laughs> uh, no. Also, sorry, just another thing I'd say in that. It's gave us the only time we've ever seen it. And I'm, I'm pure dying for it to come back. But um, the only time you see him wearing his wee Thor helmet. Like, I know you kind of get it hinted at in Ragnarok with that helmet he wears on. Um, Sakar, but um, he's we thought helmet you see him wear at the start. I, I miss not ha- him. Uh, you know, that. really, that's not even something I picked up on. Um, yeah, they do. They do like to show the faces, don't they? The faces. Yeah, no. What I'm saying is, they do like to like like Captain America doesn't wear his helmet. Thor oh, yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. wear. They like they like to get there. Even Iron Man's had a few scraps without his. Um, his helmet on as well. Yeah. Get those beautiful mugs on the telly. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's not. I can't really think of anything in for that I, I don't like, or, or anything that would be like a a massive thing to like put me off it. Uh, I even like just the reintroduction to Hawkeye we get as well. Oh yeah, that's right. Aye. I think like again, we anyway, I think we spoke about this with Iron Man two about how like like. That's how you introduce an extra character, like Black Widow. Like, she was just a secretary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just a nice, subtle way to add him in. And same way Hawkeye. Like, Hawkeye worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., so he was just there doing his job sort of thing. Like, I, I liked that. Like, Yeah, it was really subtle. Yeah, yeah and they, they never made a big deal about it. It was just like, well, this is... He's just here working. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, something, again, well, and then, obviously, then by the time Avengers comes out, because of these two movies, we've already, like... The fact that Hawkeye and Black Widow are in there, isn't it weird? Aye. Do you know what I mean? Because we know these characters already, so... Uh, that really good. really enjoyed it. Cool, so that's Thor at number 12. And tune in next week to find out what's number 11. Uh, uh, just the one um, question this week from Amelia Sophia. In your opinion... Who is the most overrated and underrated actors and actresses? 
You go, <coughs> excuse me, you go first, Wes, because I've, um, I need to think, have a wee think about it just to see who I, who I would have for this. So, who's yours, firstly? See, it's quite difficult because I have to try and think about like what other people think because I don't think they're underrated because they're two of my favourite actors. But the first two people that come in my head is Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Shannon. Overrated or underrated here, sorry? Un- un- under- ah, they're underrated, in my opinion. Like, I, I just think, because, like, now, just because, like, I, I went to cinema and we went to see Shape of Water and I was like, oh, Michael Shannon's in this, he's one of my favourite actors, and everyone was like, so like, who's Michael Shannon? And I'm just like, what? This guy's amazing, how can you know, like, I've seen him in anything or I've seen his movies? And then Jake Gyllenhaal, just because, like, he does think he never gets nominated for anything, and, like, I thought he was snubbed for Nightcrawler, and I thought he was snubbed for Nocturnal Animals as well. I, I think he's a, I think he's a great actor, um, and it's maybe just a victim of picking movies that aren't great movies. I think Nightcrawler and, and both Nocturnal Animals, Prisoners is great as well. Um, that don't get catch the eye of the academy, the people who run the academy. Yeah, I would probably agree with that as well. I think we mentioned that on the last podcast as well when we saw Shape of Water and we were talking about like Michael Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon, yeah. Um, I would agree with Michael Shannon, definitely. He's like, really underrated. He's only 42. Is he? <laughs> he looks... He's had a tough paper around, didn't he? Right. <laughs> uh, in terms of overrated actors... I don't know, do you have any at the top of your head? For me, I, I think I'm probably in the mi- minority for this one, but I don't particularly enjoy him in everything I see, and I don't get so much of what the buzz is about him, but um, uh, Idris Elba is one for me. I don't quite get okay. it. For, as I say, I understand I'm probably in the minority, but I just, it's one of these ones. For me, I'm not quite on that train yet. I have, I've got a few that, that people won't people won't like. <laughs> right? Is and I and I love them as certain characters. Uh, for me, and I and I think he was snubbed this year. Patrick Stewart. He's overrated. I think so. I. All right. I've, see, I've been. All the reason I wouldn't see him is just I've not seen him in enough to say I've only it's only been next men movies really. Um and who else do I have in my head there somebody I just had somebody went in my head. I've totally forgotten. Uh, actresses, any actresses that are Well, I'll just on quickly I've got a couple other underrated ones that I would maybe All right. fling out there. Um so JK Simmons, love him and everything he's in and Yeah, yeah. But he he probably does get more attention than what um some other actors out there do. Um, but J.K. Simmons is definitely somebody up there for me. And um, Sam Rockwell, again, he's getting a bit of attention this year with three billboards, but um, I, I love Sam Rockwell. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Good choices. I would have him in there for the, the underrated stuff. Um, for actresses, again, you'll need to come back to me on that one. You Have you got anybody offhand that you can think of? That's overrated or, or underrated? Yeah, for actresses. What someone had I said that was overrated in the past would have been Nicole Kidman, but I'm probably coming round the other way 
on her, the older she gets. Um, it's quite difficult because some of them aren't, aren't really in the public eye anymore. Like, well, I don't think Emma Watson's very good at acting. Her that's in the Harry Potter films. Yeah. Um. I, I, yeah, I, I, she would probably be one of them. Um. In terms of, no, who's no, who's not very good either. That people seem to like a lot of. Uh, that is it, Mila Kunis. Yeah, aye. In terms of uh, underrated, I'm not sure. Um, I think some of my favourite actresses are, are, like I like Jennifer Lawrence, I like Jessica Chastain, I like Amy Adams. I think they're generally all quite well thought of. Um, I don't know. Uh, in terms of another actor, Jeremy Renner, I think is an underrated actor. I'm a big Jeremy Renner fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I would say for an overrated actress, this is, again, somebody who bothers me Meryl in Streep. many ways. I, I do kind of feel that with Meryl Streep. I don't, I, again, I don't Aye. watch her much, so I would, anything I've seen her in, I like, I'm just the same. I'm like, alright, I don't really get what the big thing is, but I've probably not saw a lot of our older movies, so I don't have the same attachment as what a lot of people do, but um, the one that Anytime I see her in a film, it instantly makes me want to see it less. Is um, Helena Bonham Carter? Carter, even. Yeah. I I can't stand her. Anytime I see her in anything, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> disinterested. Um, yeah. But um, I'm trying to think of anybody else offhand. I don't know. Maybe Charlie's Theron's a bit underrated, in my opinion. I don't hear enough people. Talking about your Charlize. Yeah. Well, I've got I've got a soft spot for her though, so she's not has she been in much recently though? She's in Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. She was in that Huntsman movie which probably isn't good for for uh, I think the problem with some I don't know if it's for some actors who are, who are great. Like Stanley Tucci's another example, I think he's a, a very underrated actor is that it's very it's very rare that you get someone like I just I don't know why but she the first person that came to my head Amy Adams last couple of movies she was in was like Arrival and Nocturnal Animals did you see both of them yes both amazing movies yep it's very rarely actors or actresses get the privilege of doing like great movie after great movie and so, even like I mean, I, I would take Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, even though he's he's underrated. Like he did like what's like Prisoners, Enemy, like Nightcrawler, Nocturnal Animals. Um, I've heard he's really good and stronger. But so often, like like Charlize Theron, for example, she'll do a great movie, but then she's in a pretty bad movie. Not necessarily through any fault of her own. Same with things like. Uh, J.K. Simmons and, and Stanley Tucci and Jeremy Renner is that because they're not the the A list of A listers, they like they're not Leonardo DiCaprio who get who just tends to get to be in good movies, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Tom Hardy as well. He, oh, I'm not saying he's underrated or or overrated, but he gets that luxury of pretty much doing good things now. Michael Fassbender's overrated. 
think so. I like him in everything I see him in, so I don't know if I would agree with that. I don't know if it's just bad movie choices he's made in the last five years or so, but I just don't enjoy him anymore. What, like Assassin's Creed, or what are you talking just, about? But he's not been anything anything that good recently. Let's have a wee look at his IMDb. Yeah, things have. it seems like things have went a wee bit quiet for him um, recently, but I, I love Fastbender and anything I see him in, like if, or if it's a bad movie I see him in, he's like the kind of redeeming quality. You think so? I do. Um, somebody was just on there that I saw that was... Uh, he's not a... I don't think he's overrated, but I don't think he's underrated enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that is it. No, 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 Michael Fassbender. Gerard Butler. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Get him out. Yeah, it's overrated because people go and watch his movies. Aye. It's like we're sponsored to dislike him on here. <laughs> I'm sure... I, I just like to point out, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Like, good laugh and all the rest of it. Even though he supports them. Yeah. But... It's a, a, obviously a joke, but like, yeah, I just he's a terrible actor. He's overrated. He was on um, the Empire podcast recently, and he seems like all right. He seems like he's was... always out. He's always quite funny. I think on interviews, aye. He like, seems like that's what I'm saying. He seems like a good laugh, like, but like, it's like he's such a good laugh. Directors are like, I'm gonna put this guy in a movie. He's a, he's good fun to be around. <laughs> but he can he act? It's a shame. I thought of a couple of female um, actresses that are underrated for me anyway that I always like seeing in a movie and I don't think they'd probably get enough attention. But um, Jenna Malone, I quite like her in most stuff. That's um, She's from The Hunger Games and... Oh yeah, she's in... Um, what was she in recently? Uh, I cannot think. Um, I know here to... Mine's went blank for that. Um, her and Heather Graham as well. I always like Heather Graham. Uh, I've always had a soft spot for her. But she's not been anything for a while. Nah, nah. I think in Hollywood terms, she's passed it probably. So, um, I like the girl from. Yeah, I think uh, that uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh yeah, said Scott Pilgrim in Cloverfield, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I think she's very good as well. Yeah, I like her. Um, it's quite difficult because it's obviously subjective, isn't it? Like, Aye. Um, but there's just there's just some actors who'll never get that because they're that you know, like Sir Sam Rockwell and, and Stanley Tucci and that they're, they're character actors, and so they they're never the they're, they're never really going to be the lead. In anything, and so they're always kind of going, kind of going to go under the radar a little bit, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good question. Yes. Very. Let good. us know who. Let us know who your overrated and underrated actors and actresses are. Um, but that's us for this week. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, also just before that, we did a wee movie poll the other day. Couple of couple of points on this, and it was. Um, out of all the MCU movies, out of all the superhero films that aren't an MCU, MCU, which are you most excited to see? And X-Men The Dark Phoenix won. Yeah. I was very surprised at that. I was also very surprised at that. And also, did you see the weird interaction I had with that guy? 
And because I did, a, I did a put a poll up the other day for us, like, which MCU movie are you most excited to see this year? And somebody said Infinity War because it includes everyone. Let me just see exactly what he said. So you talk to the people for two minutes, right? Hello. Hiya. <laughs> um, where is the wee guy? There, there we go, there we go. He says, Infinity War is going to kick ass... A kick, going to kick ass a movie. Infinity War is going to kick ass a movie. That's what it says. That includes everyone and doesn't exclude like other movies do. And I was just like... And I said, doesn't that run the risk of it being too crowded? And he just wrote, diversity in my eyes means everyone, even if that means, in capital letters, everyone. And I was just like, why are we talking about diversity? That's <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, I don't know why this has took a turn. <laughs> uh, I know, I was... I never, oh, on you go. I never replied, though, because I just thought, I don't know how to get out of this without... Causing an argument. <laughs> uh, I think that's the most attention we've we've had today as well, like five, over five hundred votes. I know we've picked up a few followers on Twitter as well, so hopefully they're they're listening. Aye. Um, yeah, that's a bit surprised. I wasn't expected to get that to get that. So it's good. That was good fun. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Movie Podders and on Instagram at Movie Podders as well. Um, also. We're on the Stardust app, which is just movie podders. Uh, we, we often post reviews on there as well, so give us a follow on, on everything. Uh, anything you'd like to say to the, the lovely people, Ryan? Not today. Not today. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.